Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and what an outstanding show we have for you today. And I hope that you're having a wonderful weekend, social distancing somewhere in the great outdoors. Well, it's the end of summer for many, and, uh, you know, for hunters, it's the unofficial beginning of the fall hunting season. Uh, in numerous states, it's archery deer season uh, for mule deer, white tails, and many of the western states, elk and antelope are the focus. Hey, if you go north, and I've got buddies up there right now in Alaska, it's mountain goats, moose, doll sheep brown grizzly and black bear but it's also a time for planning wildlife food plots and uh, i can tell you i've been out there working on mine getting deer stands adjusted and selected and all set up and that's what we're going to talk about on this week's show tree stands tree stand safety and all that goes with that we want you to be a safe hunter and we're going to explore how a safe hunter can be a more efficient and effective hunter well glenn mayhew is the president of tree stand safety awareness foundation and We'll talk about a variety of safety options and considerations for a hunter that he has, whether using a climbing, ladder, or lock-on stand. And closing out the last two segments of the show, we're going to visit with Tim Peters, who's going to share his story of a major fall and the surgeries that followed that fateful day. And then we're going to talk to Mickey Black, who will tell of his harrowing story of a tree stand fall that could have cost him his life. And all this, as we observe the month of September as Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month. Well, let me tell you, every month, hunters should observe tree stand safety. Well, September's Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month, and it's the month that most hunters head back to the woods to hang stands in preparation for the upcoming hunting seasons. The Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation mission is to significantly reduce tree stand accidents through promotion, education, and best practices with the goal to reduce the estimated number of tree stands incidents by at least 50% by 2023. That takeaway of today's show is there to help focus and ensure that every hunter comes home safe to their family and friends. Well, to get us started today, we welcome the president of the Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation, Glenn Mayhew. Glenn, welcome to Outdoor World. Rob, thanks so much for having us on today. It's, it's certainly a pl- pleasure to be able to uh, have this conversation with you and all your listeners that are out there. And yes, indeed, it is September Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month, and uh, and we we are off to a great start. You know, so thank you again so much for having me on today. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us here. And Glenn, as we said, it is deer season. It's an exciting time of year for hunters, and you know, somewhere north of twelve million. Deer hunters take to the woods and pursue whitetails, mule deer, blacktail, uh, coos deer, and, you know, many of them doing it from a tree stand. Do you have any idea of how many hunters hunt from elevated tree stands each year? Yeah, so out of that 12 million, it's estimated somewhere between 7 to 7.5 million of that 12 million actually do hunt from tree stands uh, for, for the variety of game out there each year. Uh, and, and there's approximately one and a half million stands that are sold each year. Wow. And I'm really anxious. I'm hearing that numbers are up for this year, so I'm really anxious to see uh, how many more new hunters we're going to have out there and how many more are going to be using tree stands. Uh, yeah. Well, there's no doubt that COVID has uh, really, I think, enlightened uh, the American public that there's a great outdoors awaiting them. And, of course, hunting and fishing license sales have been up. And there's no doubt there's going to be more deer hunters out there this year than uh, in past years. Well, September is the month that most hunters start heading back to the woods to put up stands and begin hunting. And so it only seems natural that, you know, this month is perfectly suited for Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month. Tell us what this effort is aimed to achieve, Glenn. So 
first and foremost, we want to want people to understand that tree stands are both a fun and safe way to hunt. It's a great way to introduce new hunters to the great outdoors. Um, but it's important that we follow a few basic safety principles. Uh, we want to make sure that everyone that uses a tree stand uh, can do so in a safe manner and come back home safe to their family and friends. So, so our messaging that we put out is all about how to use them safely and, uh, and, and do it in a fun way. Well, who are the companies or what companies are driving this effort? Wow, we have so many companies and partners that have that have been helping us all along. Um, you know, we we really try to leverage them uh, to help us get that drive the content out and to leverage the power uh, that they have within the industry uh, to share our message. the The heavy lift is easy when we distribute that load across the outdoors and uh, hunting industry. So uh, that's that's one of the things I have been so pleased to see is how the hunting and outdoors industry and all of our great partners have really embraced this safety message that we've been putting out there. Well, I know that, uh, you know, you've got a goal of reducing those hunting incidents, those falls from tree stands. And uh, TSSA recently announced surpassing a major milestone. Why don't you tell us about that achievement? Yeah, so as you opened the show, uh, you shared information about us having a, a major goal of reducing tree, the number of estimated tree stand incidents requiring emergency department care by 50% by 2023. And when we first put that goal out there, uh, there was a lot of skepticism across the industry saying, wow, that that's going to be hard to reach or maybe impossible to reach. And I said, that's okay. That's a great stretch goal for us to try to achieve. Well, we got recently received the 2019 data uh, back in the late spring of 2020, and I was just blown away to see that the data that came out for 2019 showed that we had actually reached 65%, a 65% reduction in the number of estimated tree stand falls that require emergency department care. I, I was so elated. I couldn't wait to uh, send an email out to all my board members to share that great information. And so now we've got to keep our foot on the gas pedal. You know, we don't want to see that number regress. We want to keep that momentum going uh, so that we can even push that further. Uh, who knows what we can hit by our goal date was 2023, and here we've hit it already. So um, I'm really pleased with that. Well, congratulations. It's certainly a, a great number to share. We've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to take this uh, first break. We can, we're going to continue our discussion with Tree Stand Safety here with Glenn. This and a whole lot more coming up right up. And this is Rob Keck, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we will be right back. Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets. Where expert analysts and traders join our discussion live. Your information. Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio, your gateway to the rural lifestyle. The latest information about hunting, fishing, and more. Rural Radio is the leader in Western sports. We talk about the latest in Western sports. Professional rodeo, bull riding. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. 147. Or listen on your phone when you get out of your car with the Sirius XM app. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said, There can be no greater issue than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org to learn more and take action. Welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. September is Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month, and our guest is the president of the Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation, Glenn Mayhew. You know, anyone that's been around the whitetail world knows that, you know, the vast majority of today's whitetail hunters hunt from tree stands. And, you know, in the news each hunting season, we hear of hunters that have fallen from their stands. We're going to hear from two of them towards the end of the show. Well, there's been some positive changes in that estimated uh, numbers of falls that are occurring on a national level. And, you know, based on the latest data available, 
that major goal, that milestone's been surpassed. And as Glenn shared just in that first segment, a 65% reduction, decrease in the number of estimated falls requiring emergency care. Well, this significant drop in the number of falls reflects the industry-wide efforts of many companies and organizations that have focused on tree stand safety. But there's still room for continued improvement to ensure that everyone that uses a tree stand does it in a safe manner and comes home safe to their family and friends. Well, Glenn, once again, I just want to thank you for taking time to join us today and sharing your passion on saving lives preventing hunters from harmful injuries while hunting in tree stands and you know i know that you're asking all hunters to help as you're trying as you're poised to surpass this another goal uh, a goal that you've already achieved that you were hoping to do by 2023 tell us about that goal maybe a new goal but how everyone can help to reduce these numbers if you would yeah, Rob, so this year uh, for 2020, uh, our board set another goal of distributing the safety messages, and we, we have a platform called the ABCs of Tree Stand Safety. So they set a goal this year of distributing that message about uh, the ABCs to at least 2 million hunters nationwide. And so uh, through efforts such as uh, the, the Outdoor World Radio Show, we're trying to reach that goal. We're leveraging the power of our partners and, and those that embrace this safety message so that we can uh, get, that, get that message out and, uh, and blow that goal away as well. Well, it's certainly a, a very ambitious goal, but uh, you've got to have them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's thankful that we've got people like you and a board of directors there at the foundation that uh, are really committed to reducing those numbers and uh you know what a what a job what what success there's been but there's still more room well there's no doubt there's been a silver lining in the covid pandemic and uh you know more and more people as i said earlier found the outdoors increased numbers of hunters and anglers uh that we've seen over the last six months has been really uh, a, a great thing and that anticipated a large number of new and returning hunters who are heading back to the woods this fall, I think is really exciting. How are you getting to this group of new or reactivated hunters about safety? I mean, you've mentioned, you know, putting out flyers and social media, but give us some more specifics on how you're going to reach these new guys or maybe some people that haven't hunted whitetails or mule deer for some time. Yeah, so a, a lot of the, the people that are brand new to hunting, you know, most of the states, not all the states, uh, require them to take some type of hunter education course. And so we work, we, we partner up with all the state DNRs to make sure that they have the appropriate information to share on tree stand safety so that they can integrate it into their curriculum. Uh, other, we work with other youth organizations such, such as the Scholastic 3D Archery Group, uh, to share the messaging for the youth. But, but those that are coming back, uh, maybe they had hunted for years and for whatever reason they got out of it, and now with COVID they're coming back uh, this year. We're really trying to hit multiple platforms, whether that be social media, whether that be print, um, the Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World Radio show. So we're really trying to spread the ways that we're sharing the message so that we're hopeful that we're able to hit all those different target-level audiences. And we know a lot of those that are coming back are probably in that 40 to 50 to 60 age range. And so we know that they are uh, they like the print media. So we've, we've put out a full-page ad in, in, in one of the national um, magazines that many of them will see, along with listening uh, to, to your show. Yeah, well... We've got a lot of work to do, and uh, certainly we want hunters to return home safely to their family and their friends. And, you know, over the years in talking to victims who have fallen from tree stands, and I've talked to a number of them. In fact, uh, when I was at the NWTF, I had two different regional directors that had fallen, and, boy, I'll tell you, their stories were just uh, quite harrowing and, and amazing. But I hear one consistent message from everyone, and that is, I never thought it could happen to me. Well, with you being in the tree stand safety business, how do you respond to this statement, Glenn? Yeah, if I had a, a nickel for every time I'd heard that message, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a recurring theme. So, 
you know, it only takes that one time uh, for something to occur, and that one time can be devastating, as you've shared. So I really try to get people, you know, a, a lot of our focus and attention has been on those hunters that are in the 35 to 55 to 60 age range. Those are the individuals that we typically see that are the people that are falling because they didn't grow up using full-body harnesses and the technology that we have today. So those individuals, though, typically have family, and they're family-oriented. So I really try to leverage the power of family uh, when I engage them in those conversations, thinking about the impact that a fall will have, not only just on them, but on their family. So, uh, and, and doing that, that's, that's really helped bring home the points by engaging the family aspect. Mm-hmm. No question about that. You know, I never wore harness years ago, and I guess most of us, in, you know, of us baby boomers never wore a harness uh, in the past. What's the key factor in getting hunters to wear one today, especially as you look at this this group, that age group that you just talked about, what's the key factor in getting to them? Yeah, so I, I talk about, I, try, I try to dispel a lot of the myths that they have about um, safety harnesses. And many of them will say, well, they're not comfortable. Uh, it takes too long to put one on. Uh, they're not affordable. So we really try to engage those uh, aspects in our messaging. You know, I asked them, I said, what is your life worth? You know, think about that one trip to the emergency department. What's that going to cost you? Or, you know, how much did you spend on your last uh, firearm that you just purchased or that new bow? You know, with the number of manufacturers that are in the market today, you can get a really nice um, full-body harness for anywhere from the $30 range up to the $130 range, depending upon which bells and whistles you want to get. The other thing I do is when I'm out at shows uh, doing talks, I carry a number of the manufacturers' different harnesses with them with me so that they can try it on and see just how quickly you can put one on and how comfortable they actually are. I'll wear one eight, nine, ten hours a day when I'm out at the shows, and uh, it, it just becomes part of who you are and another piece of clothing once you get used to wearing it. You bet. Well, look, we got lots more to talk about. Going to move to our next break. We return. Going to continue our conversation with Glenn as we discuss and explore tree stand safety. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Kanker, host here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back hair. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answer, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And if you've just tuned in, we're visiting with the president of the Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation, Glenn Mayhew. Glenn, knowing that uh, we all want to make sure that, you know, every tree stand hunter does so in a safe manner, there's a few basic safety principles that I'd like you to share. You mentioned uh, the letters ABC. You refer to them as the ABCs of tree stand safety. Give us the rundown, A, B, and C. Sure. So I've been in education for over over 30 years now, and I know, um, you know, it's important to boil things down to as few as simple uh, principles as possible in order for people to remember them. So our board, we embrace the concepts of uh, the ABCs of tree stand safety. And A stands for always remember to remove and inspect your equipment. We as hunters do not do a good job in taking our stands down each year, bringing them in, doing our preventative maintenance, replacing 
parts that need to be replaced, uh, you know, contact the manufacturer if you need a new part. So that's A, always remember to remove and inspect. B is buckle on that full body harness every single time. And that's regardless if you're out in your backyard practicing uh, prior to the season. I know I have two stands set up in my backyard. I always have that harness on when I'm up there. Or if you're out putting a stand up or taking one down, always wear that harness and, of course, when you're hunting. And C stands for connect before your feet ever leave the ground. We want you to be connected to one of the rope safety lines. Uh, there's many great manufacturers out there that produce these, but whether you're using a ladder stand, a lock-on style stand, or a climber, there's a rope uh, method for you to actually to connect before you leave the ground and that keeps you connected from the time you leave the ground until the time that you get back to the ground that keeps you safe 100 percent of the time well great points for sure and uh you know it's something i think everybody just has to keep uh in front of themselves and don't file it away and and always be be aware of those abcs and what they're going to mean you know it's human nature for some to say uh, I'll never fall. As we said just a few minutes ago, it never happened to me. Talk to us about the tough guy attitude that you guys have been experiencing in all of your research. You know, there, there, there's always a tough guy in the audience. So when we're out um, talking to large groups or if I'm teaching a class somewhere, uh, there's always a tough guy. And, and you know, I'm going to grab a limb on the way down. I'm tough. So it's not going to happen to me. I can stop that fall. So here, here's how I approach that. So I say, all right, you're the tough guy, Rob. And so, Rob, what I want you to do is uh, you and I are going to go out and get into my pickup truck. And uh, before we do that, I want you to know, you're t- since you're a tough guy, I know that you hunt up pretty high. You, you hunt maybe up as high as 30 feet. Well, when you <laughs> fall from a 30-foot tree stand or fall from 30 feet, you accelerate during that fall. When, you're, you, when you impact the ground from 30 feet up, your body has accelerated to 30 miles per hour. So here's what we're going to do. We're going out. We're going to get in the pickup truck. We're going to start down the road. And, Rob, you're over in the passenger side. I want you to roll the window down. Well, there's a sign coming up, Rob, and we're now doing 30 miles an hour. Would you reach out and grab that sign as we go by at 30 miles per hour? And all of a sudden now, you see they get the picture. Their eyes get really big, and they're going, are you crazy? I can't grab that at 30 miles an hour. And I said, exactly, and you're not going to be able to grab that that limb on the way down as your body is accelerating either. So uh, little analogies like that really help drive the points home. Yep, for sure. Uh, you mentioned lifelines. You talked about that with the ABCs. There's a lot of people listening out there that are saying, okay, what are you talking about? What, what are lifelines or rope safety lines, and, and how do they work? Yeah, so rope safety lines and, and lifelines life is, is, a, is a trade name of one of the rope safety lines that's out there. Um, the way they work is they're attached uh, up at the top of the tree above your stand, and they're attached down at the bottom either on the tree or the base of the ladder, depending upon what, what style stand you're using. And they have a prussic knot that is on the main rope safety line. And that prussic knot will slide very easily up and down, but the way that knot works, the beauty of that knot is when you put downward pressure on it and you're going to have your carabiner from your harness, uh, the tether from your harness, connected into that prussic knot. So if you, if you by chance, you're climbing up or down or something happens and you, you start to fall, that's going to put immediate downward pressure on that knot. The beauty of that knot is when you put that downward pressure on it, it immediately locks on to the main safety line. Uh, and keeps you from falling. So it's a great system. It is no telling, Rob, how many lives that this advent of having these rope safety lines in place, how many lives it saved or kept them from having significant injury. I just started using them three years ago, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's quite amazing. It it certainly adds some confidence when you're climbing that tree. what do, what do lifelines cost? What what kind of price range are we looking at for these? Sure, uh, if you can catch them on sale, I've seen them as low as in the twenty dollar range uh, piece. But most of them, on average, 
are going to be running uh, about $30. You can buy some of them sell three packs of them, and you can find, obviously, when they, they buy them as a three-pack, they get a little bit more uh, reduction in the price. And all. But, again, uh, uh, they, they're really like an added insurance policy. And the reason that's important is in our data, in our research data, we find that 60% or more of the falls actually happen off the stand. So you're not in the stand when these falls, 60% of the falls are occurring. It's when we're going up and down and in and out. So that's the reason why these rope safety lines are such an important component of the safety. Well, I guess then it only stands to reason that if you're going to change out your stand or take down your stands at the end of each season, you're going to take down the lifelines. I would assume that's correct. Yes, absolutely. Bring those in with your stands. Get them into a you know in a dry environment uh, and clean. Take care of them. Do the preventative maintenance, and they'll be ready to go again the following year. Yeah, and what kind of life expectancy? You know, I've I've heard that you know on a safety on a harness, uh, you know, every three to five years you ought to change out. How about with lifelines? Yeah. So you know. The lifeline's the same way. Any Well, let me just say this. If you have a fall with a lifeline and you stress that lifeline or that rope safety line, um, contact the manufacturer, and, and, um, and they can provide you with guidance on whether or not that should be replaced. And all. so there is not – I'm not aware of an actual guideline there or safety guideline that's been put in place on replacing the ropes – but I will tell you, if you see that they've been frayed or they, they start to discolor or anything, especially you shouldn't leave them out year after year. Take them in, just like your stands. Take them down. If you take them down, take good care of them, bring them in, they'll last you several years. Great. Well, look, we're going to take our next break. When we return, we're going to continue our discussion of tree stand safety. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, right here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us, and we will be right back. Years ago, sportsmen led the first revolt to save what was left of North America's dwindling wildlife resources, and it took purpose and commitment. This crusade began with Theodore Roosevelt's forming the Boone and Crockett Club in 1887. Since then, sportsmen and women have been at the forefront of every environmental revolution in this country, providing the vision, funding, and manpower to establish and run what has become the most successful system of wildlife management in the history of mankind. Yet, to this day, our story remains relatively unknown, especially to those who don't hunt or fish. We must tell this story, but we need to do more than that. We must insist that others who claim to be conservationists but work tirelessly on campaigns to end all hunting honestly examine the evidence and then ask themselves where would the wildlife they cherish be without sportsmen's dollars and without sportsmen's efforts. Conservation had a beginning, but it has no end. To learn more, visit booneandcrocketclub.com. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And if you've just tuned in, we're talking tree stand safety with the tree stand safety awareness president, Glenn Mayhew. Glenn, one of the challenges a tree stand hunter has, especially for older guys like me, is putting them up and taking them down. Talk to us about the safe way in doing that. Yeah, so depending upon the stand type, uh, let's let's start with lock-ons, lock-on style stands. I always say that it's it's always good to have that second person out there, as you say. Uh, just like yourself, I'm getting older, and you know it takes more energy and effort to get up there. I'm not as young as I used to be, and so it's it's a good idea to have that second person there, not only just to help you, but there to be there just in case something happens. Now, when we talk about ladder stands, the manufacturers recommend that you have three people to actually put up a ladder stand. Ladder stands tip, typically are more heavy, and um, you, so you've got yourself and you've got two others that can help stabilize that stand when you get up there and you're having to connect straps and uh, put on your uh, rope safety line for the first time. But there's some new, uh, some new aspects of ladder stands that I think we're going to talk about a little bit later uh, that I want to share that's that's really helping with that. And of well, let's course, talk with, your, with your climber style stands, that's you're taking that out at a single time, and and uh, you're just doing that as an individual. Yeah. Well, let's talk about ladder stands. I I've migrated from 
lock-ons and climbers to pretty much ladder stands these days. Tell us about the latest trend there. Yeah, so one of the things, you know, the industry really embraces safety, and I'm proud to say that. And one of the things we've been seeing as uh, in the ladder stand side of things are jaw systems. Uh, they're installing or, or manufacturing that many of these ladder stands now with jaw systems at the top. So when you lean, when the two of you lean the stand against the tree, there is a jaw system at the top that you're able to employ from the bottom using typically some type of ratchet system that when you crank that down, the jaw system either completely encircles the tree to hug it or it comes in from the sides and bites into the tree. So it helps stabilize and to hold that ladder stand in place because we, we both know the first time you climb up a ladder stand, but to get those straps locked into place, that's the that's the nervous time, and that's the reason yep. it's always been important to have at least two people helping hold the stand. But these jaw systems really help stabilize and and help lock that stand into place to uh, help secure it for that first time up before you install your lifeline or your rope safety line. Yeah, I just bought four more that have that system. I have not used it yet. Cannot wait to give it a try. Well, why don't you share with us uh, the idea of using your hunting map app on your phone for tree stand safety? You know, this is this was not something I thought about inst- until I actually started talking with some of the uh, people in the hunting app industry. And uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say they've jumped on board with us as great partners. And so with most of your hunting apps that are out there now that you can have on your phone, you can map where your stand locations are. And with some of them, you can even share that information, with, whether that be with your significant other, with your hunting partners, or with your club that you may be part of, so that they all know where your stands are. The other thing that you can do is actually share your location uh, with others that have that hunting app on their phone. So if something does happen, we always like to say um, share your hunt or know your hunt, find and uh, share your hunt and hunt your plan. And so let others know where you're going to be hunting and when to expect you back. That way, if you don't come back at, at an approximate time, they know approximately where to start looking for you. If you're hunting a 100, 200, 300, 500 acre property and nobody knows where to start looking for you, time is of essence, whether it's a medical emergency or, or some injury has occurred. Yep. I, I've made that deal with my wife a long time ago that uh, I would let her know each time I go out exactly where I was going. And, uh, this app really, I think, is going to enhance that as well. We're running out of time here. Very quickly, uh, you know, as we mentioned, September's Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month. Share with our listeners what activities the industry is involved in in this promotion that maybe we didn't touch on. Yeah, so it's it's been a big media blitz uh, with everything from press releases to podcasts to radio shows, a lot of social media push and all on our on our Facebook pages as well as. All of our other partners are helping push this out. How-to videos. We've got print media out. So I want to encourage people to get out, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, go to our Facebook page. We're doing a lot of great giveaways this month, Tree Stand Safety Awareness. Go to our, to our web page, whatever, whatever uh, you like, and uh, we can help take care of and make sure that you know how to safely engage with your tree stand this fall. Great stuff. Well, look. Here, we're just uh, here in the last minute. Where can we find out more? What's the website uh, of the foundation and and, uh, find out this information on these safety messages? So our website is treestandsafetyawareness.org. So treestandsafetyawareness.org. And like I said, out on social media, just type in treestandsafetyawareness and you'll find us. Great. Well, look, Glenn, I appreciate your leadership in tree stand safety, uh, your board, the industry for supporting it in the way they are. Uh, Good luck this season. Be safe. And, uh, folks, when we return, we're going to be introducing our next guest who's going to share a near tragic fall from a tree stand. You won't want to miss it. I'm Rob Keck, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back. We all have it. Whether it was passed down from our fathers or grandfathers, we knew it was there, inside us. That need, 
longing to walk among the wild. But it's more than just our love of the outdoors that keeps us coming back. It's knowing we serve a purpose to give more than we take. That we're here to carry on a legacy and become stewards of our wildlife. This place embodies that legacy with over a mile and a half of walkable trails and 35,000 live fish, mammals, reptiles, amphibians, and birds to teach and inspire. Stop and you'll feel it. Listen and you'll hear it. Asking you to share the wonder. The Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium. Share the wonder. Welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we're privileged today to have with us Tim Peters, a huge proponent on tree stand safety now, but a fall survivor who's agreed to share his story about his accident and his lessons learned and the many surgeries that resulted from that fateful day in the deer woods. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Man, oh man, what a story. And I'm um, I know that you're gonna you're gonna move some people into doing the right things to make sure they harness up. But why don't you tee up that day and walk us through what happened Certainly. that day in the Deer Woods? Yeah, well, it was October 5th, so we're coming up on the year anniversary here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, met my friend Tom Jones out at my hunting place. Um, was gearing up to go to my stand and him to his when I realized that I had, in my haste, forgotten my harness. Well. No problem. You know, I hunted years without a harness before they even had them. And the stand I was going to was chained to the tree, so it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, Walked on in, climbed up the tree, hung up some of my gear and was pulling my bow up, and that's when it happened. Both cables holding the platform that I was standing on simultaneously broke, so it was like Mm. a hangman's gallows. I went straight down 16 feet, landed solid on my feet, as solid as you can, and fell over. Um, was a little shook up, but uh, not in a ton of pain. I texted my friend Tom. I just said, I fell. Uh, he called me immediately and said, are you all right? I said, I'm checking myself out for broken bones and whatnot. Why don't you stay in your stand? I'll let you know. And, uh, of course, he didn't listen to me. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, he got uh, he got down right away, called an ambulance, which was uh, lucky for me because... Uh, uh, I had uh, broken myself up pretty bad, not realizing it. I had uh, completely obliterated my L3 vertebrae in my mm. in my lower back, mm. so uh, I could move my legs and everything, but the pain was uh, was awful. Um, the uh, ambulance arrived, and the uh, EMTs were able to drive right down to where I was at with a pickup truck. Uh, put me on a backboard, that's when I really knew I was in trouble. When they rolled me over, the pain was unimaginable. Mm-hmm. So, short ride to the hospital, a CT scan revealed the extent of my injuries, and uh, then a helicopter ride to Mizzou um, Medical Center down in Columbia, Missouri. Um, and that's pretty much how the morning went. Uh, not your typical good first day hunting. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Well, tell tell us about uh, you know what took place then, what you've had to go through with surgeries and rehab from this fall. Well, it uh, it happened. It's kind of a whirlwind. The first two surgeries happened inside of thirty hours uh, of each other. The first one immediately they went in and, and pinned and screwed uh, my my uh, fused my back together. Um, and when I came out, uh, I was still in agonizing pain, could not move. They couldn't roll me. They couldn't do anything with me. Took me right back into surgery and found a lot more damage going in a second time that they didn't see the first time. Not everything mm. shows up, you know. Mm. And uh, then they, uh, they they repaired that damage. It was around the nerves that, uh, that leave the spinal cord. Um, came out of that surgery. Um, Waited a few days, still couldn't move, and so six days later, I was in for my third surgery. Went in through the side this time, and they spent six hours picking bones out of my nerves on that surgery and then repairing oh the nerve damage that I had. So um, 30 days in the hospital from the day I stepped out of my uh, back door to go out. It was 30 days until I went back through that door again. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. 
half of that was rehab hospital. Um, a lot of nights sitting up on the bed uh, in such pain that uh, I'm not afraid to say I, I cried my eyes out. I can't um, imagine. Yeah, unbelievable. And then um, once I was released, I was doing pretty well. I was doing better than they expected. I was able to walk with a walker. I still had to have assistance getting in and out of a vehicle, shower, you name it. I had to have my wife right there at my side um, every step of the way to help me do everything. Uh, my brother here at work uh, helping me in and out of my desk and everything. Um, then six months of uh, rehab here. Um, that's uh, You can't imagine learning to walk again. Mm, I can't even imagine. And, you know, did you ever say to yourself that you would, that this would never happen to me? Countless numbers of times. I, it's funny you ask that. When I was laying on the ground, one of my thoughts was, well, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that the other guys will say, well, you know, it happened to another hunter, but that'll never happen to me. Um, I hunted years, like a lot of hunters my age. I'm 54. Um We've hunted for years before there was uh, tree stand safety was even. Sure. Yep. And so complacency. Yeah, absolutely. That stand wasn't going to fall off the tree, and it didn't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, there's a lot of other things that can go wrong, as Glenn will tell you. Yeah, for sure. Well, what kind of a message would would you want to leave with our listeners? I mean, there's a lot of different messages that you just shared with us, but give us the most powerful one that you'd like those people to, to take to the deer woods with them? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the uh, tree stand safety awareness, ABCs. You know, always remove it, inspect your equipment. My stand had only been in there two years. Uh, never thought of the cables breaking. B, buckle yourself in with your harness securely. Um, if you don't have a harness, don't even hunt, uh, unless you're hunting from the ground. And uh, connect. I'll see, connect before you leave the ground. Um, those those three things will keep you uh, safe. But I'd also add a, a fourth in there just in case, and it's a D, and that's don't go out without someone knowing where you are and when they can expect to hear from you. Yeah. In the event something bad does happen, somebody can get to you. I was fortunate to have my friend with me. Amazing. You know, if Tom hadn't been there, just, just imagine how long oh, you might have been there. My wife was out of state. She was a ways away. Um, uh, if you couldn't, if I couldn't have reached my cell phone, um, and and uh, I've heard stories from Glenn, uh, same thing. And uh, uh, it's just amazing how many people fall and nobody knows they're they're gone until nightfall. Yeah, well, it's a message that uh, I constantly leave with my wife, and uh, you know, it was an agreement that we had that each day when I go out, uh, she knows where I'm going to be, but. Anyway, smart man. Oh gosh, Tim, I really appreciate you sharing this message with us, and uh, hopefully, it will save a life. And your testimony is really strong to to the safety that we all have to embrace. Well, we got to take our final break, Tim. Thanks for being with us today, sharing your story. All the best to you. Hope your repairs to your body continue, and God bless you. We're going to be visiting with Mickey Black, who talked to us about his personal experience from a tree stand fall not long ago. This and more coming right up here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. Embrace the rustic elegance of a bygone era at Big Cedar Lodge. Located 10 miles south of Branson, Missouri, Big Cedar Lodge is a masterpiece that brings together natural beauty and contemporary luxury. Visitors are invited to explore and experience some of the most popular amenities here. At Big Cedar Lodge, you'll find casual dining options in an unparalleled atmosphere, with signature dishes and local favorites highlighting classic menu items. Take in spectacular views at Devil's Pool, live entertainment at the Buzzard Bar, or relax at Truman Coffee and Cafe all surrounded by the natural ambiance of the Ozark Mountains. One of the newest additions to the property is Cedar Creek Spa. This 18,000 square foot world-class spa is a private oasis with soothing pools, fireplaces, and a full-service salon. In addition to the complete spa experience, there are private suites available. All of these features make Big Cedar an ideal destination for weddings, corporate gatherings, and more. 
Families have been visiting Big Cedar Lodge for generations, looking to experience what many call a little piece of heaven on earth. To learn more, visit BigCedar.com or call 1-800-BC-LODGE. And we are back. And thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And if you've just tuned in, we're closing out the show with a hunter that experienced the worst of all fears as a tree stand hunter, falling from 20 feet, but thankfully was not killed and is here to talk about it. He's been with us on the show before. He's a passionate, accomplished hunter, and I'm proud to call him my friend. I want you to welcome back Mickey Black. Mickey, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing this story. Thanks for being here. You bet, Rob. Thank you for having me. Well, as it pertains to tree stand falls, did you ever say that this will never happen to me? Sure. You know, uh, it, it, it does set in the back of your mind some, but, uh, you know, you get a lot of anticipation around the hunt and uh, excitement and uh, to, to be able to be in the outdoors and enjoy it. And uh, once you... Once you get to your tree and get settled in, uh, that, that, that becomes a fleeting thought. Yeah. Well, why don't you share your story with our listeners? Sure. So uh, about three years ago, a uh, beautiful September morning, much like uh, today, um, crawled up into a tree stand at, uh, just before daylight. Uh, as, I, as I got in the stand, I had my safety harness on, uh, pulled my bow up, um, sat, sat down in the stand, um, was was taking the morning in. The uh, turkeys were starting to cluck and butt in the trees, and I had a, a doe at the uh, at the edge of the uh, soybean field that I was on the backside of, and uh, suddenly was uh, awake, not awakened, but uh, abruptly uh, alerted to a pop in the stand. And uh, unfortunately, it was a cable uh, that was holding up the foot platform, and as that cable pop the other one gave way as well and it it basically became a kind of like a trap door type fall Mm. so as uh as i was as i went out uh face first i actually had my bow uh laying across my knee with an arrow already on it um but as i started uh going down i kept thinking in my mind the harness is going to catch the harness is going to catch and then i hit the ground and kind of you know knocked me silly for a minute and uh cobwebs came out and I'm like, why in the world did that harness not catch? And so, uh, as I tried to gather myself and, and put the pieces together, um, I, I realized that my shoulder was out of socket because I'd landed on my, my right foot and then my right hand. And so it popped my shoulder out of socket and I couldn't move that arm very well at all. Um, and then as I crawled back over to the tree, uh, that I'd just been in and grabbed a hold of it to stand back up, I realized that my right foot and ankle were broken as well. Um, so luckily my harness had some deep pockets in it and, uh, my, my cell phone was in there. I had enough of a signal that I was able to send out some texts to some hunting buddies and also, uh, reached out to my wife. Um, she, she answered the phone luckily. And uh, away she she took off to come find me. She actually used the find my iPhone uh, piece on on the on the phone and was able to drive right to the base of the tree uh, mm. that I that I've been sitting in. Whenever everyone gathered around, um, I was still confused as to why my harness hadn't caught. And one of the guys crawled up the tree to take a look at it and. Uh, Unfortunately, there were two loops on the belt that goes around the tree, and I'd, I'd latched my carabiner into the loop that actually uh, releases the tension off the belt mm. in the dark that morning instead of, instead of latch, latching it into the, the, the loop that it's supposed to be in. Mm. But, um, you know, like I said, luckily, um, uh, the cell phone was there and available. And uh, she was able to get to me pretty quick, and so did some of the other uh, hunting party or the guys in the in the group. They started showing up, and they got me scooped up and into the emergency room, and uh, you know through a lot of X-rays and MRIs and, and scans and so forth and tests. Uh, they determined that uh, you know that that I did indeed have a dislocated shoulder and a broken ankle, and, and seven bones in my foot were broken uh, mm-hmm. through 
mm-hmm. through some physical therapy and a surgery on my shoulder. Um, I'm back at it again today. Well, quite lucky. What a story. In learning from this experience, what points would you want to emphasize to our listeners? Well, I would for sure uh, encourage everyone to have um, something that they can hang their bow on. Hindsight being twenty twenty, that was a scary uh, uh, situation there to carry your bow to the ground with an arrow on it. That could have turned out very bad. Uh, so those those easy hangers that you can stick into the tree and screw in, I would definitely have that there so that the bow can hang and not be on your lap. Um, I would definitely um, have have a vest that has a pocket in there for a cell phone. Uh, I would let other people make sure that they know exactly where you're going to be hunting at because it was fortunate that, that I had a cell phone signal. As you know, a lot of places that we hunt uh, don't. So it yeah, would have been, for sure. It would have been a long time before somebody came to look for me uh, had that not uh, worked out that way. And then I would also encourage people to think about if the stand does fall out from under you or what have you, you slip and fall, um, at some point in time you're going to have to make a decision to cut yourself down um, or or how you're going to get out of the harness to get down because you can't just hang there. Uh, So I would have some sort of an instrument, almost like a, a seat belt ripper, uh, that would reach up above uh, and be able to cut that harness so that you can get down out of the tree some way. Yeah. Gosh, looking ahead, anything that you would add to that as advice to our listeners out there? You know, I would definitely make sure that your safety harness is in date, um, and I would make sure that you take your time whenever you're getting in and out of the stand make sure that you're uh, fully secured. I guess like we talked, started out talking, you almost take for granted if you've got your harness on that you've done everything uh, that you needed to do, that you're being as safe as you can be. But uh, take your time and concentrate um, whenever you're hooking up. And especially if you're in a platform stand, uh, that lifeline rope uh, is, a, is a great uh, piece that needed, needs to be added to everyone's arsenal. You know, since yeah. that happened, my, my wife and my kids uh, both hunt, and I've made sure that everyone has, a, has an in-date safety harness that fits them and uh, that, they are, that they are carrying you know, their cell phone with them and that they're latched on from the, from the base of the tree all the way to where they sit down. Great words. Here in the last 15 seconds, how about a final thought? Oh, good luck to everybody out there in the field this fall. Uh, it's an exciting time of the year. Um, I wish everyone the best luck and be safe while you're doing it. Mickey, thanks for being with us today, sharing this important story. Hopefully it's going to save some lives, and I wish you good luck this fall. Enjoy your family time together outdoors. I know you will. To you and all, be safe. Folks, that's going to wrap it up here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. On behalf of Bass Pro Shops, where your adventure always starts right here. Thanks for answering the call. That call to preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. We'll see you next week. This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, talking all things outdoors, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations.